Whether you operate one forklift or thousands, one location or hundreds, the new My Toyota customer portal can help you optimize your operation and material handling equipment. This one-stop, free-to-use platform is designed to help you take control of your information and make smarter decisions, all at the touch of a button. Register and access your data today at my.toyotaforklift.com. That's my.toyotaforklift.com. Today's warehouse needs to keep inventory moving smoothly and quickly. Meet these challenges with on-demand warehouse labeling from Brother Mobile Solutions. Our mobile and industrial printers will help optimize your operations to achieve the speed, reliability, and durability your warehouse needs. With easy integration for existing warehouse technology, convenient portability, and upfront affordability, Brother Mobile Solutions is at your side when it comes to warehouse labeling. Try one for free today by visiting brothermobilesolutions.com slash newwarehouse or click the link in the show notes. That's brothermobilesolutions.com slash new warehouse to try one for free today. The New Warehouse Podcast hosted by Kevin Lawton is your source for insights and ideas from the distribution, transportation, and logistics industry. A new episode every Monday morning brings you the latest from industry experts and thought leaders. And now, here's Kevin. Hey, it's Kevin Lawton with the New Warehouse Podcast, bringing you a new episode today. Today's episode, I'm going to be joined by Grayson Zuloff. He is the CEO and co-founder at Resonant Link. And Resonant Link is providing wireless charging solutions, most notably for our industry, wireless charging for forklifts and AMRs and things of that nature. So very interesting stuff and something that I think is a really cool technology for our space. And I'm interested to hear about how Resonant Link is kind of watching this and, and bringing it to our industry as well. So Grayson is going to tell us about that today. So Grayson, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Good. Thanks so much for having us, Kevin. Definitely happy to have you on. Definitely, I think wireless charging is a is an exciting thing for me in the material handling space, as as nerdy as that might sound. Um, but you know, I'm really interested to to hear about your your approach to it and and what you guys are, are seeing in the space. But I guess before we kind of dive into all that, why don't you tell us a little bit about kind of your background and as a, a co-founder of Resonant Link, how that kind of led you to to founding this company focused on this solution. Absolutely. Yeah. So my first job out of college, I was lucky enough to get to build some of the first all-electric commercial vehicles. So all-electric garbage trucks, school buses, USPS delivery vans, Mm -hmm. and really got hands-on, like turning the wrenches under the vehicles, spending Mm -hmm. a lot of time on the ice in Chicago with our first garbage truck. And (laughs) with those commercial vehicles at that time, you had hundreds of thousands of dollars of batteries on them, but you knew the route they were going to go every day, right? When a school bus leaves, they know exactly where they're going to stop, exactly where they're going to pick up. And that's the same for these other commercial vehicles. So way back in, I guess that was 2014, 2015, I started getting excited about wireless charging. What if you could put wireless chargers at these stops that you know are going to happen on the route And then instead of having a battery on our school bus for an entire morning or for an entire day, 
you could just have your battery on your on your bus or on your truck for a single loop and we could make electrification happen a lot faster so that was kind of the origin of my interest in wireless charging and went and did my phd at stanford we worked on some of the fundamental physics for new power electronics and then was lucky enough kind of toward the end of that happened to meet aaron and pio and professor sullivan who'd invented this great wireless charging technology at Dartmouth College. Mm. So we knew each other a little bit from the space, and we said, let's build a demonstration for wireless charging. We've got some application ideas. We've got this great technology. We built it. We had about five times better performance than the state of the art, so five times faster charging. Mm. It's the easiest way to think about that. And we said, okay, where do people really care about wireless charging? And where can we make the biggest difference with this technology? Right. So it was 2018. We launched into medical devices after founding Resonant Link. So powering okay. things that are inside your body that are life-sustaining pacemakers, neurostimulators, heart pumps. And then this year, and, and the reason that we're here today is we're launching into material handling, mm. really going back to that origin interest that, that we all had in what we're calling powering fleets while they work. So how can we power material handling equipment in particular at the stops that already exist and re reduce total operating costs for these fleets and drag utilization for the vehicles? Hmm. Really interesting and a really interesting journey there to, to how you've kind of come into the material handling space now. But I have to say first, I think you're the the most excited, I think, that I would ever hear somebody say they were working in the ice on a, on a garbage truck in, in Chicago. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard that much excitement with those those two things before. But <laughs> I do remember during the one of the deep cyclones getting frozen inside my hotel room there. That was probably the only <laughs> bummer was actually it was so cold the door yeah. was frozen shut. But it, it was a great adventure. And, and my garbage truck here at home in California is now all electric. So I get to nice. every Monday morning get reminded of it. <laughs> nice. Nice. So, I mean, it, it's a great idea too. I think that you kind of thought of there where as like, you know, why doesn't, you know, we know where these things are going to go. It's kind of like a habitual cycle, right? Like, I mean, the school bus mm -hmm. is a great example. Like every day we know it's going to stop where this kid is it's going to stop where that kid is it's going to go to the school it's probably going to go to maybe another school so there's opportunities there to to do that type of charging so it's a great great idea and you know i think if we look at wireless charging i mean it's definitely exciting for material handling but you know let's talk a little bit about wireless charging itself because you know wireless charging is kind of it's been around for, for a long time, you know, and, you know, certainly we all probably have some type of wireless charger for like our cell phone, right? We just, you know, drop it on the pad and, you know, even to the extent now where, you know, people are handing them out as, as swag and trade shows and things like that. So, yeah. so I, I guess how is what you're doing different from that? I mean, cause you know, I guess maybe somebody might think like, you know, why can't we just take the wireless cell phone charging pad and just make it bigger or something like that. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So tell us how it's a little different. Absolutely. Yeah. So wireless charging, as, as you mentioned, Kevin has been around since 1906, Nikola Tesla okay. actually demonstrated it and spent the last years of his life going from electric motors to working on wireless charging. So it's been around, yeah, over a century now. Wow. And like you said, there's been interest in medical devices and consumer electronics and in some of the more 
I guess I might say mundane applications for about 50 years even now. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so electric toothbrushes, now pretty much all of our consumer electronics have wireless charging, whether that's a watch, AirPods, or smartphones. And essentially the approach that people have taken over the last, say, 20 years, when we've been hearing about it more and more, is to just make it your cell phone charger bigger, just like you said. And the problem with that is that you end up with really limited distances that you can send the power Mm. and ultimately relatively slow charging compared to a wired solution. Mm. So what we invented that's different is a different way of building the coils that really sit at the heart of a wireless charger. So you can imagine we're sending power across this magnetic field. We need to convert the electrical current to the magnetic field to go across the gap that makes it wireless. And so most people build those, they basically take wire, they wrap it in a big loop, connect it to some capacitors and some electronics, and that's their system. Hmm. And so what Resonant Link does differently is instead of this wire wrapped in a loop, we have a highly engineered structure called the multi-layer self-resonant structure, call it the MSRS for short. And that's these alternating layers of foil and capacitance that allow us to get much higher efficiency, much lower losses in that, in what really is the center of a wireless charger. Hmm. Interesting. And, and so I imagine that, you know, by doing that, it, it's creating a more efficient charge overall, which I think is, is definitely ideal for, especially if we look at, you know, you're talking about these medical devices, you know, we definitely want to, I'm sure have efficient charging there. And, but even coming now into material handling as well, I think it's, it's super important because, you know, time essentially is, is very critical. So being able to, to do that and have more flexibility on what you said is kind of the area in which you can, I guess, capture this, this charging, right. Versus like a more concentrated area is important mm-hmm. too, because, you know, I've worked in warehouses and, you know, I see how people can park forklifts and it's not always, you know, spot on or ideal as, as probably like a, it would need to be if this, if it had to be like more of a pinpointed location on to grasp that charging so so i i think the technology you guys are, are coming up with is, is certainly thinking of that that flexibility a little more and being able to to have that kind of kind of fit so so tell us a little bit about how the charging works and you know how would you know if i'm in a traditional warehouse now and i'm, I'm driving a forklift i'm using a plug-in charger most likely mm-hmm. um you know how would i how would I think about charging in a, a different way with your solution? Like what, what does it look like? Yeah. So let's talk a bit about kind of how, how the charging works and what's different sure. from that technology. So first is essentially you can take that technology and we can, we have a more efficient way of doing wireless charging, but what that really means for material handling that you alluded to is we can do charging about two to four times faster than what's out there for wireless charging today. And then like you mentioned, we can have a much wider tolerance for where you can park. So Mm. the chargers that are on the market right now that are wireless, you have to park your forklift within kind of a one inch diameter area. So you've got this huge vehicle and you're like, all right, I really better hit this spot. (laughs) And With our technology, we make that area about a foot by a foot. So it's significantly larger 
and within the norming, normal parking tolerance. So you can kind of imagine instead of doing a, a multi-axis parking job, you just pull up like you would normally. You know, people are busy, they're in a rush. Yeah. Pull up where you would normally, you get out and your vehicle automatically charges quickly. Uh, so that's kind of what, what we see in the warehouse. And the, the other piece that's super important to us relative to other wireless chargers is the safety aspect. So wireless charging is in a lot of ways safer than wired charging and that you don't have melted connectors. There's much less fire risk from plugging and unplugging and getting a, a mate that doesn't work well. There's no moving parts, so they last much longer. Mm-hmm. And with wireless charging, you need to be able to detect if there's a piece of metal that's between the two coils while you're charging. So the other wireless chargers on the market today don't do that. And ours will be the first in the material handling space that can both detect metal and if there are operators nearby and automatically and instantly turn off to keep everyone safe. So we want to have the safest charger on the market, bar none, and the most convenient one for fleet managers to use, which we can dive into here. Hmm, yeah, yeah, I think that's very interesting because I'm thinking now. I mean, the the safety aspect is is super important. I mean, just to be safe in general, but also yeah. you know, looking at you know, bringing wireless charging like into the material handling industry and making it you know more adopted and, and more widespread. It's going to be initially. I mean, it's going to be very new to a lot of operators of those forklifts, right? So, so making sure that, you know, it's safe to, to be able to, to learn how to use and also just, just be around in general, I think is a, is a great thing too, that you guys have already kind of built into that. So, so tell us a little bit about, you know, how fleet managers would kind of go about thinking about starting to, to use these chargers and, and switching out, you know, regular plug-in chargers for, for the wireless. Yeah, absolutely. So for fleet managers, say that are operating a distribution center, let's say they have a two shift site, they've got maybe a hundred vehicles that they have working at any one time, you know, order pickers, counterbalance, walkies, all reach trucks, the whole, the whole array there. Right now, the way they charge them is at shift breaks, at lunchtime and at breaks they're hoping that operators plug those in. And because that doesn't always happen and because those shift breaks plus lunch plus the other break is not enough time to replant battery that they use while they're working, you end up having really big batteries on each vehicle. You're hoping that'll last two shifts, maybe without even plugging it in. And then in a lot of the distribution centers we go to, there's a whole separate field, charging field plus trucks for your backup vehicles that happen, say, if you forget to plug it in or if you have a really high utilization day or at peak times. So you might have up to double the vehicles that are actually working at one time. Mm. So you're trading off charging time and working time in your fleet there. So that's kind of what's happening today. And the first phase of adoption for fleet managers is basically taking the, the operator's mind off of charging and having it happen automatically at those same break times, those same shift time, shift change times, those same lunch breaks, but they just park and they walk away. So they don't have to undo a connector. They don't have to make sure that charger's working. A lot of the wired charger ones are broken when we go into the field or the yeah, connector's yeah, broken. And they don't have to match the truck up to the charger. All of our wireless chargers work with all of the trucks 
uh, in a particular site. And the way I think what one of our customers put it that's that's really beautiful is back in, in the lead acid days, there was one person that had to think about charging, and that was the person in the battery room swapping mm. the batteries. Right. Now we expect operators, every single one of them, to think about charging their full shift at every break and all the time. And that's just a huge mental burden, and it means that a lot of charging doesn't get done. Yeah. So phase one, replace your existing wired chargers with wireless ones. Then phase two that we're really excited about going back to, to this idea of bus routes mm. is starting to deploy wireless charging into the warehouse. So putting chargers mm. at the end of aisles where a very narrow aisle truck would already stop at a loading dock where a counterbalance that's unloading a truck that's come in might park for a few minutes. So you're starting to see this concept of charging while fleets work, or we call it power your fleet while they work, mm. where you have a stop that you're already doing while you're reaching a shelf or while you're doing paperwork or while you're taking a quick, quick break and charging automatically happens there. So now we're starting to get to where the vehicles have very little downtime. The batteries on every vehicle are much, much smaller because we're sneaking in all these little charging opportunities. Right. And your expenses for your fleet are going down 15, 20% because you have much lower capital expenses and much lower operating expenses. And then the far future and what we're starting to talk about, some of our really forward-looking partners is what we call the dynamic wireless charging phase or phase three okay. of adoption. And that's where you have wireless charging throughout the entire distribution center or warehouse uh, okay. where the vehicles are always being recharged. And at that point, you essentially don't need batteries on the vehicles anymore. You might have small ones just for backup, right. but you're getting continuously powered. And the warehouse looks more like an energy ecosystem than the static environment where you have grid interface, you might have battery backup, you have intelligent fleet routing, not only based on the pick, but also based on the power needs and the charging of the entire fleet. So mm. the fleet manager can think about it as simply as, hey, this is a way to make charging really easy, lower mm. my initial fleet cost phase one, all the way to this whole environment might look completely different and most importantly, I might have different ways to make money and save money at that far future phase three there. Step, step, step. Do you know how many steps your warehouse workers are taking a day? When your workers are walking, you're losing money. Endless trips to the printer or computer add up fast. Newcastle's mobile industrial carts with integrated power eliminate the walking to stationary printers and computers, keeping workers focused on high value tasks. Often, doubling their output. Thousands of powered cart installations, including ones at the new warehouse's own micro-fulfillment center and in my previous jobs, prove that Newcastle customers get more done and save money. To learn more, head to newcastlesys.com. That's newcastlesys.com. Very interesting. And I, I mean, Definitely super well thought out about your your kind of path here for the fleet manager and, and where you guys are taking material handling on this, this charging journey. But I will say, you know, certainly from, you know, working in, in warehouses, you know, I've certainly seen 
multiple times where, you know, a forklift has not gotten plugged in, right? And and just kind of the, not only the, the issues that causes from the, a work perspective, getting done perspective, mm-hmm. but also from a drama between the employee's perspective too, when, you know, you're sharing as between shifts and, you know, you know, somebody come in the morning and, you know, so-and-so didn't plug in my machine last night and I can't work today and this and that. So, you know, taking away that kind of, um, stress almost and and frustration points for for not only like the the managers and supervisors to deal with but then also you know the the forklift operators themselves as well i think is a is a huge thing and i think it also kind of increases the amount of time that your forklift operators are are able to work within their shift because i know Mm -hmm. like even even prior from experience you know they would start to to wrap up, clean up, you know, about like 15 minutes before the shift end because, you know, they had to go park the truck, plug it in and all these different things. So when you're taking out those extra steps to them, you know, finishing up their day, then you're going to get more kind of productivity on the, the working side out of them, I think, because it, you know, they won't have to take those extra little steps, which I think is, is really interesting. And now the Phase three, I think, is is incredible. You know, when you start to look at that, I mean, so I mean, in that sense, are, are you envisioning or, or picturing that? Like, I'm trying to see, think of like how that would look. So basically, you know, if I'm driving down an aisle, is there just like wireless chargers kind of like attached to the racking, like the whole way? I mean, what's what's the vision there? Exactly. Yeah. So depending on the vehicle, it'd either be attached to the racking or it'd be mm. below the vehicle, either on top of the floor or integrated into uh, the warehouse. Okay. So a lot of people want kind of that flexible infrastructure. So it's not, we don't want to go mandated. It needs to be installed into the floor, but right. both racking right now, our chargers are from the side mm-hmm. and we're starting for those aisles, even for that phase two, mm. we're starting with some customers to put them in the racking today. Really interesting. Interesting. I'd love to see what that, that looks like. I think that's an amazing thing because it just, like you, like you were saying, I mean, it just like, you really have no, no downtime with those machines at that point. Like it's just constantly charging and just a constant flow of, of power. So, you, you know, so you have some customers today and, and you're, you're putting these chargers in. So, I, I mean, do they work with only like specific vehicles or specific batteries or is, can it be used with, with anything? I mean, how, do, how does that look? Yeah, so one of the beautiful things about wireless charging is that it's compatible and doesn't require any changes to existing battery uh, architectures or chemistries or really anything about the battery. So our chargers mm-hmm. work with both lead-acid, conventional lead-acid batteries, modern lead-acid batteries, and a whole host of lithium-ion batteries that are on the market today. And the way that we do that is we both can communicate with the battery management software on lithium-ion batteries and follow the charge requests that they're sending out. Or with a lead-acid one, we can manage that charging process, that charging algorithm inside of our charger. Okay, interesting. So, so I, I mean, if you install the charger, then it, that's the only installation portion. You're not putting anything additional on the the truck itself. It's it's just working that way. Yeah. So essentially, we put a on vehicle receiver on the truck itself that fits okay. pretty much in that battery compartment there for a lot of the vehicles, and then there's the transmitter stations throughout the warehouse. 
Great. So, I mean, I love that because, you know, you don't have to go make this huge investment in, in different batteries or, or anything like that. I mean, it sounds like it's super simple to kind of implement this and, and put this into an operation. I mean, so, I, I mean, is that the case? Yeah. Like, if I'm, if I'm a fleet manager listening to this right now, like, I could call you guys up and, and just say, like, I'll come, you know, install for my existing fleet and I don't have to change much at all. Exactly. Yeah. So we can take existing fleets so we can do both greenfield sites and retrofits. And oh, it's okay. just four screws that you put on the vehicle, install a transmitter, and we're good to go. Oh, wow. That's like super simple. Okay. Much more simple than yeah. I, I was thinking it would be. That's, I mean, that's really, really good. And, you know, I think that's going to go a long way for the the adoption of this too. And material handling is to, to simplify the, the installation. So, so really interesting solution. And it sounds like you guys have really thought through kind of this whole push into material handling and, and how it's going to be adopted in the space. And I think it's going to be great to see it expand in the space as well. So I, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, how the the wireless charging kind of fits into like efficient energy management in warehousing space because you're seeing like a lot of push towards this and there's a lot of discussion around sustainability as well which kind of encompasses that that energy management and also the kind of people switching from you know you mentioned lead acid before over to lithium ion and, and looking at different solutions like hydrogen potentially and, and different things for their their forklifts mm-hmm. how does kind of wireless charging fit into that whole sphere we'll be back after a quick break you hear a lot about supply chains these days because if the past couple years have taught us anything it's that an efficient well-managed supply chain is absolutely critical to keeping businesses successful and consumers happy I'm Will Haywood, and I host a podcast called All Business, No Boundaries, where we talk about supply chains, how they work, what happens when they don't, and the innovations that are redefining what's possible in the world of logistics. Join me for insightful interviews with thought leaders and industry experts. We discuss how optimizing supply chains can break down the barriers that are holding businesses back. That's All Business, No Boundaries by DHL Supply Chain. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, and we think about the the modern fleet really as a power and energy fleet, right? You've got mm-hmm. a lot of work to be done. We're trying to move goods in different areas, different heights throughout the warehouse. And then that work needs to be powered by ultimately mobile energy, which we're seeing, you know, lead acid batteries, lithium batteries, hydrogen, mm-hmm. whatever it might be. And the infrastructure costs of power and energy are an enormous piece of the warehouse today. So all of us probably think about batteries as being a big expense and and they can be, Uh, but there's also, you got to pay for the lift trucks that are recharging. You need to pay for the chargers throughout the warehouse. A lot of times you have to upgrade the electrical infrastructure to be able to charge all those vehicles. You've got maintenance on your chargers. You've training time for your operators to know how to use the chargers. And then you've got real estate that you could be using to drive revenue that's dedicated to idle vehicles that are Mm. being charged or to chargers themselves. Mm. So we kind of think about the the warehouse and and ultimately the the ROI and, and the profitability is really driven in a large way by power and energy already today. 
So the way that we think about wireless charging fitting into that is we want to use wireless charging to improve, lower the cost and improve revenues that are related to power and energy. So how do we do that? A lot of the ways that we talked about previously, right? We want to lower the mental burden on operators. We want to have less downtime for the vehicles. We want each of the lift trucks to be utilized 24-7. We want to have the batteries on every vehicle be smaller, and we want to use less real estate. So those are all the pieces that we see wireless charging making a big impact on this full ecosystem today. And then as we get to that phase three, where we have charging happening all the time, the vehicles are really being dynamically powered. Wireless charging is fundamental to making that happen. And then... You have warehouses that can do things like demand response, where they're interfacing with the grids to make money from their energy utilization. They have smart wiring throughout so that the infrastructure supports this really complicated energy ecosystem. They've got the warehouse management system is thinking about charging and about power with the same complexity that it's thinking about PICs today. Mm. So broadly... We think wireless charging is an integral part of what is already really an energy-driven industry in a lot of ways. And we think wireless charging has the the potential and and the capability, if done right, to lower operating costs, lower capital expenses, and drive revenue more. Mm. And then I want to talk on the sustainability side as well, where basically what wireless charging can do as as the adoption gets deeper is we can shift a lot of the energy storage needs to wireless charging needs and what that means is that you can have less vehicles so vehicles are already super energy intensive to produce you can have batteries also very energy intensive to produce and to to find the materials for as we're hearing more and more about Mm -hmm. and you can have those in these simple solid state chargers that we're bringing to market with less vehicles less batteries and a a better imperative to go all electric both inside the warehouse and outside of it Hmm, very interesting and you know certainly definitely having an impact there and and certainly you know like i said before i think you guys have thought this like very thoroughly through as, and as you make this kind of push into the material handling space and it's very very impressive all the different parts of it that you you thought of and i, I want to talk a second about the you mentioned the the real estate there that like you're traditional plug-in charger would be taking up and and that's the space that you would be charging in i I mean what does the charger itself look like the the wireless charger in comparison to a standard plug-in charger i mean are you really reducing the the footprint a lot of this this charging area that you would typically have yeah so the footprint of a given charger is about the same The real benefit is that you can integrate wireless charging into places that you can't integrate wired chargers, like in along the racks, like we were talking about Mm -hmm. at the end of aisles where these vehicles already stop. If you put a bunch of wired chargers down an aisle, they're just getting in the way, right? They're not doing anything while you're working. Mm -hmm. So really the the footprint of one charger wired to wireless is going to look pretty similar 
But when you integrate those into places that you don't have dedicated space for charging, mm. that's when you start to see the real benefits. Got it. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Definitely. Yeah. And I, I, I think it's very interesting the the flexibility it has too. And in, in that sense, like you mentioned, you know, you can, you can put it in a lot of different places that you couldn't put a, a plug in charger because it just wouldn't be useful in that, that spot. So that makes a ton of sense. So it's really interesting to, to hear about resonant link and the, the technology that you guys are, are coming out with. And now you're going to be at Promat coming up as well. So, so I'm curious, you know, what are you looking forward to the most at the show? Yeah, we're super excited to be at Promat. We're going to have a booth, some hardware there for people to come check out nice. and a lot of our great team members. So Mostly we're looking forward to meeting both end users that might use these in their environment. And we want to talk to them about how they're envisioning wireless charging and when they might be ready, where they want to deploy it first mm-hmm. and how they view it fitting into their work streams. You know, we, we work for our customers. We're really focused on that. As you said, we've thought a lot about this. We've talked with a lot of customers and we want to meet more and more of those people that will really be using the chargers at the end of the day. Okay, interesting. And really looking forward to, to seeing you guys there at Promat as well and being able to see the solution in, in person and, and see what it's all about. And then also, you know, hear some of the the reactions from people too who are who are experiencing the solution maybe for the, the first time. I think it's a, a great thing for the warehouse to help improve these and overall productivity as well. But if people want to stop by the booth and, and check it out for themselves, what booth number are you guys at? Yeah, Kevin, we'd love to have you stop by the booth and we'd love to have all those end users, OEMs and potential partners out there stop by as well. So we're at booth N9428 and we've got our new branding it's a bright yellow color and we'll have some trucks and some chargers there awesome bright yellow sounds like you can't miss it and we'll be definitely (laughs) we'll definitely be looking forward to seeing you there and also seeing how resonant link continues to to grow in the material handling space if people are are not going to be at promat and they want to learn more about resonant link how can they do that Yeah, the best place is to stop by our website. So it's resonant-link.com. Submit a contact form. We're always looking, looking at what's coming in and we'll be in touch with them very shortly. All right, great. And we'll definitely put all that information at thenewwarehouse.com as well. So Grayson, thank you so much for joining me on the show today and, and teaching us all about the new wireless charging with Resonant Link. You've been listening to the New Warehouse Podcast with Kevin Lawton. Subscribe and check us out online at thenewwarehouse.com. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you want more content from the New Warehouse, check out our new video series called All Hands on LinkedIn. Just search for The New Warehouse on LinkedIn and follow along.